Yep, here we are. Uh, 888-727-BECK is the number to call uh, in just a minute. We're going to give you, last hour, we had uh, some important predictions from Dmitry Medvedev, <laughs> who used to be the president of uh, Russia, sort of. I mean, he was the president, but the president really made no decisions because he seconds. had Vladimir Putin breathing down his neck behind him. Yeah, so. because, I mean, I heard if he, if he started making his own decisions, he might fall out a window. Yes, that is very true. You know, that happens to a lot of people. For some reason, you get really, I don't know, dizzy. Get deep into thought, and then yeah. you get dizzy, and then you uh-huh. fall and then out of the next window. Next thing you know, you're following six stories out a window and dying. Sad. It's it's not good. Uh, but we've got some Nostradamus predictions, so you know these are going to happen. Uh, that's coming up in just a few minutes here. Uh, we'll share with you what you can look forward to or greatly fear this year. Because <laughs> that's usually... Nostradamus's predictions are, are a little bit scary. Uh, we'll get into that and lots more coming up. The radio program, just a few seconds. Tomorrow, uh, coming up. Last hour we had uh, Dmitry Medvedev's predictions, but now somebody with a little more credibility, perhaps in in the prediction making world, uh, Nostradamus's predictions for this year. Plus, there are some startups by billionaires that are seeking a cure for old age. Really kind of cool. Um, don't know how close they are to coming up with a cure for old age. We'll get into that though, and more in 60 seconds. Ah, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, welcome. In the uh, very early stages of a brand new year. Happy New Year. Uh, and so this is the time of year when all the predictions start to happen. And so somebody went through the quatrains of Nostradamus to see <laughs> what was perhaps uh, coming our way this year. Uh, and How are these things performing, by the way? I feel like there's a quatrain. We do a quatrain <laughs> section uh, of the show every year. Yeah. And he predicts. Well, he nails everything. Oh, so it's been 100%. Yeah, it's been okay. about 100%. Okay. About? Yeah. About like, right around What there. margin of error do you have uh, built into that number? Plus or minus 89. Okay. 90. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's somewhere in there. I mean, it's been you a know? long time since he made them, so I guess that's appropriate. You know, obviously, we all know about the Hitler prediction, which he got completely wrong because nobody named Hitler came to power. No, it was Hitler. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Moron. Can't. An, an idiot. I mean, S and T are next to each other in the alphabet, but but they don't look like each other. No, they don't. No, they don't. Nor do they sound like each other. <laughs> really don't. Stupid. One's S, and one's. Mm-hmm. They don't sound alike at all. 
But supposedly, you know, people give him credit for the Hitler thing. They give him credit for uh, predicting the Great Fire of London. A lot of people give him credit for 9-11, for the, predicting 9-11. Um, so, and, and I'm not really sure what specific quatrain it was that predicted that. that and that's the thing. Because people point to certain things and then other people point to something else to prove the same prediction. You know? So, I, I don't know. But uh, here's what's coming our way this year. Um, oh, he also apparently predicted the French Revolution. Says in this article, um, these were eerily accurate. He successfully predicted the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy. Hmm. All right. So none of these things have a specific date, but for some reason, they all point to 2023 for these happening. And uh, the first among them, Nostradamus predicted that humanity may face the threat of cannibalism due to a failing economy, writing... There are no abbots, monks, no novices to teach. Honey will cost much more than candle wax. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how much? Wait a minute. How much are you paying for candle wax oh, right gosh, now? Oh gosh, about one hundred forty-seven dollars a jug. And that's too much. And that's too much. That's but too hun- much. If honey's going to be even more, <laughs> right? I will say um, <coughs> it's it's interesting how things change. I don't think I would ever. That's like the one the the dollars to donuts thing. Uh, I bet you dollars to donuts. <laughs> and it's like like i okay. think at one point like you got to, i guess donuts were nope. so much less expensive mm-hmm. than dollars yeah that it made sense but now like i think donuts mm. are, are probably more, more than, a dollar, than a dollar right yeah depending on where you buy them i suppose they are i mean i guess if yeah. you're buying them maybe by the dozen no but if you go and buy one donut a dunkin donuts probably over a buck at this point right well this place right over here that you go to sometimes yeah. uh, for donuts uh that's very near us for 18 donuts, no, for 12 donuts, it's about 18 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're more than a dollar a piece. That's amazing. Yeah. I, that's a the lot. The dollars for donuts cliche so the, has been destroyed. It, just, it was destroyed right there. Just like the candle wax and honey right. cliche that everyone exactly. says every year. So, okay, here's the prediction. There are no abbots, monks, no novices to teach. Honey will cost much more than candle wax. The price of wheat will be high. Man will be agitated and eat his friend in despair. <laughs> because if you're paying more for honey than you do for candle wax, of course you're going to turn to cannibalism. That just makes sense. That just makes total sense. Well, if you're going to put honey on something, it might as well be another human being. <laughs> yes. Right. If you could afford the honey. Yeah. Me, I'm going to put candle wax on you before I eat you. Really? Yeah, probably. I still <laughs> I don't know if that would taste very good. It's like that uh, cheese that comes in candle wax, you know, yeah. the red cheese, oh. the red circle cheese. You know what I'm talking about? No. The cheese wheels? Actually, I don't think so. What are they called? I can't think of what they're called. They're like, it's a soft cheese. Made what is with it? candle Babel? wax? Yeah. Yeah. And, well, it's not made of candle wax, but there's okay. like a red candle wax coating and you peel it away and then you oh, eat yeah, the cheese yeah, yeah. inside, right? Okay, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. So yeah. that's what it's, okay. he did. He predicted those he clearly. He did predict that. He nailed another thing. There's another mm, thing another he nailed. One. Uh, the Great War of 2023. One line in his book stands out in particular, and it reads, Seven months of great war, people die because of evil, but their light will not fall into the hands of the king. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. So what are we <laughs> supposed to take? I, that's supposed to be about Ukraine and Russia, I guess, but it's already gone more than seven months, so I don't know. This is, But this is what people do. They jam these predictions into certain things and just say, yep, he was right about that again. Mm-hmm. 
Well, no, because that doesn't really fit. This is something that this is a good example of of our prior beliefs infecting like what what we think. Like if your if your belief is that Nostradamus is predicting the future, you yeah, find you're a gonna... way to figure out that Nostradamus is predicting the future. You, right. You read in the current events, you jam them into his former statements, and you just say that's what it is. Yes. And there's a lot of that going. I mean, like the media is famous with this. Like if you believe Republicans are racist, then every time they make a decision, it will be based on racism. Remember the famous mm-hmm. thing from Barack Obama uh, that the word Chicago was racist. The word apartments was racist. Yeah. He was so like in his worldview, everyone who wants lower taxes is a racist. So therefore, the reason those people want lower taxes is racism. And it's like, well, you can't operate a civilization if that's all what people, all people are doing. Mm-hmm. And it's constant, especially mm-hmm. with the media. They just like they have this belief system that you know Donald Trump is evil, right? Mm-hmm. So everything is seen through the prism of Donald Trump is evil. So when he does something good, it's because he's got some nefarious, uh, you know, idea behind it. The, the this happened with the I love this. This happened with the tax relief. Uh, release his tax records that came out over oh, vacation of trump's yeah trump's yeah. tax records were released now first of all and it was a nothing burger yeah. it was absolutely nothing it was all stuff that people already knew or suspected you know it was it, it, typical um media i will say unbelievable that just like their their justification for releasing these tax records was like we really don't like them <laughs> and uh we think people should know well it's a private document mm-hmm. There's, if you have a legal reason to release it, maybe you can make a justification. They were just like, yeah, we could do it. We had the power to do it, and we wanted to do it, so we did it. That was really all they came up with on this one. That's a whole other part of this. But one of the things uh, they talked about when you go through uh, all the tax uh, records uh, was the accusation going in. When they wrote the initial stories, they said, these tax records are about to come out. Why is it important? Well, we want to see if the tax bill he passed benefited him. Maybe he was just doing this for his own benefit. He did these things to pass these these tax clauses that would support his company, benefit him, and he'd pocket the cash. And, and, and that's why, that's the, that was their justification, right? Mm-hmm. We want to know. We need to know. So then they release the records. The first story that comes out about it is, <laughs> Donald Trump, what an idiot. His tax bill actually screwed him over because of the salt deductions. He actually lost a ton of money. What a moron. And that's how they framed it. Instead of saying, wow, our expectation of him passing a law that would benefit him was misguided. We were wrong about that. Our justification for announcing the, all these records was wrong. And we, lo- we were co- incorrect. And we should examine why we thought that. No, they just flipped the narrative and now said, instead of him being so smart and nefarious, he passed a law to benefit himself. They said he's so dumb, he passed a law that hurt himself. And that's how, that's how they wrote it up. Yeah. It's incredible. And they do this stuff all the time. It, this is a good example of it, though. I think the same type of stuff happens with these predictions. This is like, well, we believe they're true, so therefore they're true. Well, he nailed this one. Okay. The most recent world event that people have claimed is linked to his book, was the passing of Queen Elizabeth II in September following oh, wow. her death. Well, that's a hell of a prediction. Get this. <laughs> because they disapproved of his divorce, a man who later they considered unworthy, 
The people will force out the king of the islands. A man will replace him who never expected to be king. That's not... <laughs> that doesn't have all. anything to do with Queen Elizabeth. No, the king... As far as I can see. They said king, not yes, queen. Yes, right. Uh, also, okay, I mean, and how much, how, how much like Nostradamus do you need to be to predict the death of someone in their 90s? <laughs> it's not exactly... Well, but it was 500 years prior to her uh, birth. It's true. So, but we, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a year attached to this. No, there, Anyone no, there who dies. That's right. Any king or queen who dies. <laughs> that's right. You're going to be able to fit this into. So he essentially predicted that somewhere along the way in the line of royalty, somebody would get divorced and the people would disapprove of that. Okay. He didn't say it was Charles. He didn't say any of that. <laughs> no. Uh but they later will consider him unworthy. So what people are reading into this is that King Charles will step down this year and appoint not uh, not uh, William, but Harry as king. Somehow. I mean, it would help the Netflix series, I suppose, but I don't know if that's <laughs> right, likely. But yeah, I, I don't think it is. Then, uh, but there's not a second segment. You ever notice this with the Nostradamus thing? There, you, at the beginning of the year, you get the predictions. Yeah, and there's Nobody never an end up. of the year. Hey, no. what did we get wrong last no. year? Let's look back on those wonderful yeah. qu- quatrains and find out what what he got and what he didn't get. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's predicted an off-planet disaster for Elon Musk. Hmm. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh, <laughs> he wrote. Heavenly fire when the lights of Mars go out. Period. The end. That's all Wait, the that, that's all that references. That's all that's the what only does that thing. Have to that, do with Elon? I don't know. I don't Cause know. Because he, he deals with space? I guess. I think we're reaching here. Uh, again, yeah, they're just trying to mm-hmm. find a way. Uh dry land will get drier and a forecast of floods. The earth may suffer another climate disaster in twenty twenty three. I guarantee we'll have another climate disaster. Uh, there will be a hurricane, or a tornado, or a typhoon, or an earthquake. Of course, that's going to happen because it always, it always does. does. Uh, but he said the dry land will dry up even more, and there will be great floods when you see the rainbow. Wait, what? All right, deep, deep, mm-hmm. too deep to even understand. As a matter of fact, more coming up in one minute. Pat and Stu here for Glenn. He'll be back tomorrow. Earlier in the show, we were talking about Demar Hamlin, who uh, collapsed during the football game last night, had cardiac arrest after making a tackle. It wasn't a particularly, you know, uh, heavy collision. Vicious hit, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't vicious at all. It seemed very normal. Yeah, but he, he went down and his heart had stopped and they got it going again with CPR. And apparently he's stable right now. But, but critical. But critical. Yeah. Um, something we didn't mention was his charitable work. I mean, the kid's really young, but he's already started these charity products uh, projects. And one of them was a toy drive for kids. Yeah. And it was interesting to see the reaction as, as all this went down. The, the fans, uh, you know, in the, in the stands who obviously, like, you have a, a battle with the opposing team. These are two of the top teams in the NFL. <laughs> Fans were awesome last night, I thought. like They yeah. were like really respectful and like, you know, many of them st- stayed for a long time just to try to get some bit of news about the incident. And it was, it was really, I thought that was really cool. And he did this, uh, you know, he's a, a new player. I think this is his second year in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. for, and so he wasn't particularly well known. He was not like an NFL star. 
so he had a charity that he uh, was working on, which is a toy drive that he started, I guess, before he was even an NFL player. And it started going viral. Now, after th- this is after the incident. So the initial goal for his fundraising was $2,500 just to give toys to kids, which is like, you know, again, That's like a modest think, goal. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting. You think about these guys who obviously you think about the star player. You think about the guy making 20, $30 million a year. There's a lot of people yeah. who have a career that's one or two years long where they make a few hundred thousand dollars a year and, and are out of the league. Some people play partial seasons and like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, a lot of money. But when your max career length is 10 years and probable, the average career length is only a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, that's not, you're not, you're not living the high life for your whole life. I have a friend who played uh, in, in, in the major leagues and he was in the major leagues for a couple of years and he made great money while he was in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you're, when you're done, you're in your mid twenties and you know, you're not the wealthiest person in the world. You might have a good savings for someone in their mid twenties. But then you got to figure out a whole new thing to do. Anyway, I thought it was cool that he was just doing this. And you, you don't realize that some of these people are doing these great community efforts and, you know, you never get any credit for it. So he had, he wanted to raise $2,500 and uh, he, he, it's not even really clear how recent this fundraiser was put up. It says, it references in the write-up, um, he says, as I embark on my journey to the NFL, I will never forget where I came from, and I'm committed to using my platform to positively impact the community that raised me. I created the Chasing M's Foundation as a vehicle that will allow me to deliver that impact, and the first program is the 2020 Community Toy Drive. And it talks about like mm. you know being hit hard by the pandemic, these communities. So it's like not even like a new thing, but I guess it was still going on. It was had something to do with Christmas, so this even this year's had passed. But he's trying to raise $2,500, and before, I guess, this incident, he had raised the $2,500. I think he was up to almost $5,000 on this. He's, since the incident, been able to raise more money. Uh, the current total of the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive, $3,856,740. Wow. 146,000 donations have poured in since this went on. And what's really cool is you look at the comments, because you can put the little comments in the GoFundMe page. So that's just like basically overnight. Yeah. Raised $4 million. $4 million. That's impressive. That's amazing. And it's cool. Obviously, you see a lot. It shows there's still good people in the world. Yeah. You know, it was a nice, it was a really tough thing for everybody to watch last night, but you do Mm -hmm. like to see the reactions like this. And what was cool is going through the comments on GoFundMe, where obviously there's a lot of Bills fans and a lot of Bengals fans, uh, the opposing team from last night who are donating. Uh, I I saw a bunch of people who were like, you know, our fantasy football winnings for the year, Mm -hmm. donating all that, which was really cool. Yeah. But like you also see, you know, comments from all around the country. 49ers fan. uh, Many thoughts and prayers from a 49ers fan in California. Broncos country sending our prayers and love. And, And, you know, this one, you know how impactful this guy was. Sending positive thoughts from Philly. Oh. Now, as an Eagles fan, I can tell you, that's not normal. (laughs) <laughs> Sending positive thoughts to anyone, not normal. They're the people who booed Santa Claus, <laughs> I know. after <laughs> all. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, er, like, Ravens fans, like, everybody from around the country, like, it's nice to see that community break out. Mm-hmm. Even though it sucks that it has to be something so awful to, to make that happen. But the fact that now this guy has raised $4 million, we hope he pulls through this and can, you know, uh, but at least, at the very least, there'll be some 
good that comes out of this. Probably more charitable dollars than he ever thought he could possibly raise in one night. So, yeah. Again, you you wish it didn't happen, but, you know, it's nice to see. America, there are those people out there. I feel like because all we do is look at Twitter, because we look at the media, because we look at all these negative divisive conversations all the time we we do lose sight that people actually don't entirely suck <laughs> at least some some people at don't least enti- some people a few people <laughs> don't entirely suck triple eight seven two seven beck more coming up the glenn back program Patton Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. You start your uh, new year with a great box of cookies uh, from Kexi Cookie. That's a company my wife and I started uh, with our son, Sean, and uh, we brought back some huge favorites by popular demand. Like, you've ever tried the, uh, the hot chocolate cookie? I don't think I've had that one. So really good. good. Yeah, so so good. Mm, they're all there, good. There's a, a Black Forest one. There's um, we we brought back all your favorites, and you can go to kexi.com, k-e-k-s-i.com, check that out. Use the promo code the Jeffy and get eighteen percent off your order. <laughs> now, for those uh, you know who may be new to the show, that's eighteen uh, percent because that's the only number Jeffy knows. Eighteen. Eighteen. Mm-hmm. 18. Uh, All right. What would be your outlook for the year? Would you say that you're optimistic about what's going on? uh, What's going to happen this year? Or are you pessimistic? That would would not be smart to be optimistic. Uh, (laughs) It's just not smart. Yeah, Yeah, based on everything we've seen so far. It does feel like we are, we've been in a dark time for a long time. Doesn't it? You know, I I can't remember when we all started saying like, oh gosh, thank God this year's over. Yeah. It feels like, I don't know, Mm 2015-ish. Like, I feel like in that area, I remember thinking like, oh gosh, thank God this year's over. And And then you realize that the next year is even worse. And it just continues. Yeah. Seemingly forever. Again, that's nothing to, it's not a, (laughs) not like a political thing. It just seemed like there was always something going on Mm -hmm. that was like a catastrophe. And then of course, I don't know that anything beats 2020 where you basically all all society shuts down for multiple months. Yes. Um, Well, because we're coming off several challenging years. Uh, uh, they just did a, uh, I think this is a Gallup poll of Americans to find out if they're optimistic or pessimistic about the coming year. And apparently about eight in 10 U.S. adults, which would be 80 percent, think 2023 will be a year of economic difficulty with higher rather than lower taxes and a growing rather than shrinking budget deficit. Well, how could you be anything but pessimistic oh, oh. about those two things? I mean, the budget deficit thing is just a matter of whether you have ever watched politics yeah. in any way. If, if, if you, you know anything about the budget, uh, which we don't have. We don't have a budget. Right. So you know it's going to be bad. Uh, we haven't had a budget passed since 2008 or 2009. Incredible. It's just unbelievable. So you just got these continuing resolutions, which continue to make things worse. Uh, They also found that more than 6 in 10 of us, 60%, think prices will rise at a high rate and the stock market will fall in the year ahead, uh, both of which happened in 2022. In addition, just over half of Americans predict that unemployment will increase in 2023, an economic problem the U.S. was spared in 2022. 
Uh, on the domestic front, 90% of Americans expect 2023 will be a year of political conflict in the U.S. No, wait a minute. Call it conflict in I politics? Mean, I can't where's imagine. that coming from? Jeez. 72% think the crime rate will raise uh, or rise. Hmm. Some of this stuff is like, you know, this is all, we are just a pessimistic society too, right? Like we've, we, if you ask people what has happened in the crime rate over the past, you know, 20 years, almost everybody says it goes, it's up. Right. Uh, when you come to uh, violent deaths by shooting, for example, everyone thinks it's up. It's not. It's down. It's down dramatically. Now it's increased the last couple of years since, since the pandemic, really, we've had increases in those numbers and sometimes scary increases but that has not been the trend for a long period of time poverty is even more uh, overwhelming than that when you look at poverty you ask people hey has poverty gone up or down in your lifetime and i mean it's like 90 percent of people say it's gone up up. and it's gone down by oh yeah a lot i I, I can't remember the exact numbers i i can pull it up but it's 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 something like global poverty has dropped by something like 80 or 90 percent in our lifetime i mean it's really the the mm-hmm. greatest achievement of modern civilization and no one ever talks about it no one ever acknowledges the fact that mm. when we were kids you know four, five six seven eight times as many people were just dying of starvation as they are today and that's due to the proliferation of capitalism yep of the free market worldwide mm-hmm. that's why people have been brought out of poverty in a limited way too i mean really you it has spread you know we when we were you know you go back decades you have the, you have a rise of communism right the exact opposite you have mm-hmm. a lot of countries who have you know monarchies and and dictatorships and all these things a lot of that's gone away capitalism has has popped into even countries like china that still have a dictatorship yes but they've got they're still hybrid communist, right communist capitalist hybrid and which be- because of that worked. even just that which is you know they're limiting more and more these days but even just that has helped so many people come out of poverty and india is even a better example of it i mean india, india who has embraced capitalism more than let's say a china but still has a similar sized population has had an incredible benefit from that and, and has mm-hmm. dragged billions of people out of poverty this you know, it's something like Seventeen thousand people every day, children. Seventeen thousand children every day that used to die of starvation when I was a kid. Every day, seventeen thousand every day. Now don't die. It's amazing. That's it. It's really what? amazing. Think about and we don't, that. We don't stop and think about that. No, nearly enough. No, it's really the the biggest miracle, really any yeah. of us have ever seen. Uh, Instead, what we worry about now is you're going to get too fat from too much food. Right. So then what a great amazing like that's kind of like I thought of this before like the ultimate goal of a civilization obviously you have spiritual goals you have personal goals you have moral goals but taking that out of out for a second what is the pragmatic goal of a civilization I would argue that it is you choose to die if you can come up with a way mm-hmm. where you can put up enough structure around you things like capitalism Things like science, right, making it, uh, making it, you know, maybe you learn something about your health, what you should be eating, or a new medicine comes out, or a new treatment, or whatever else. All those things work together, and ideally, you get to a point where the only way you die is if you treat yourself terribly. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you no longer are going to die because you just get cancer out of nowhere for no reason. You're no longer going to die because you know you were you just got hereditary heart condition that you dropped dead from one day. You're no longer going to die because a pandemic comes out and wipes out uh, civilization. You're you're not going to die for a car accident because the cars are so safe. No long that no longer occurs. You have to just be completely irresponsible and essentially choose to die. And that is a that's like the peak of human civilization. If we ever get there, mm. and I think we may actually at some point, that's like the end game, right? Like yeah. you'd love to get to that point. Yes. And obviously maybe even beyond that is even when you do screw up, you still don't die. But like you have to be so irrational and erratic and uh, and unsafe that you don't die. And I know they're working on this right now. They're trying to get to a point where one of the things we've all accepted as human beings since the beginning of time is eventually you die of old age. And what is old age, but essentially a guaranteed disease? Mm -hmm. Basically, eventually your cells stop working, your organs stop working. The things that you've depended on your entire life no longer go work the same way. And there are a bunch of, you know, scientists and futurists who believe that we should start thinking of old age as a curable condition. Well, that's a big story today. It's one of the headline stories on Drudge, um, that there are billionaires who are seeking a cure for old age right now. Uh, Like people like Jeff Bezos are working on this. Yeah. Trying to find a way to stop people from aging. It's pretty amazing. It really is amazing. And, and they, they have hope that it actually will happen. Yeah. And I don't know that you'll stop it forever. I don't know. Like, you know. They're just again, trying to elongate our lives. Yeah. Uh, and you go back, like people will say, cause sometimes I, because I've talked about this and people are like, well, you know, what, you know, you look at the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bible's like, hey, uh, you're going to die someday. And so humans are not going to be able to completely end that. And I think that's true. However, you also look at the Bible and you see people are living to like 900 years old. Right. Like, I don't yeah. know. Maybe there is. Maybe. Maybe there is a path maybe to this. some way to do that. But apparently they're looking at, in fact, they're looking at a drug that already exists uh, and treats diabetes. It's called metformin. Mm. You ever heard of that? No. It, uh, they're, they're looking at whether or not that can extend your lifespan by multiple years because uh, apparently in the UK they've been studying that. If regulators approve metformin to target aging, uh, some people believe that large pharmaceutical companies and biotechs would jump into the longevity field and make this a, a field where they can actually make money on when would they ever if they come up with a way to extend your life? Who wouldn't do that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think one of the ways we we cope with bad things right, is to essentially assume they're normal parts of life, right? Like we, you know, we look at like a, a disease and we're like, ah, gosh, they got that. And like, you, instead of saying, you know, thinking, okay, it's it's something that can be cured or something we can get done, we kind of like, we're like, ah, crap, that, you know, that stuff just happens. The common cold is a good example of it. Mm-hmm. Like we've sort of given, and I, I know scientists haven't given up on trying to cure the common cold, but we all just look at it and we're like, look, at some points you're just going to get sick. And, like, we all know that's not necessarily true because, you know, polio. We, yeah. we, for a long time, that. that's what you said. You said, oh, yeah, well, sometimes you just get polio. And then you mm-hmm. didn't get polio anymore. And so these things are possible. You know, right now there's a big explosion of weight loss drugs right now that are coming out. Um, and they're, 
showing incredible results. You know, you take these and within, you know, a few months, you lose between the first two that came out. Uh, the first one that's out in the market right now is 15% mm-hmm. of your body weight. There's another one that's out that showed 22%. There's another one that showed t- something like 20% in just like 14 weeks. And like we all sort of like, I think, say it's part of life. Sometimes you get fat, you eat a bunch of stuff, you get fat, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And we haven't really considered the fact that at some point, maybe in the very near future, that won't really be the case anymore. Yeah. Now, one of the main reasons these things work is because they're, they're curbing your appetite and you're not wanting to eat as many calories. And that's part of the reason you're losing weight. But like, you know, eventually there could be a we could These things could advance and you could get to a point where you could be on Kexi cookies all day. <laughs> you just pounding them for every meal. And don't, are you alleging there's calories in Kexi cookies? Maybe a few. Uh, <laughs> And when I say a few, I mean a few huh. sticks of butter per cookie. <laughs> yeah. 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 But like eventually huh. we could get to that point where that, you know, that mm. sort of uh, stuff can happen. Could, where it just melts fat away f- yeah. somehow. And like yeah. the third, I think it's the second or third largest healthcare cost we have in this country is diabetes, as uh, Wilford Brimley used to say. Yeah. And if you have a weight loss drug that can control people's weights, it's likely to affect the percentage of di- diabetes in this country. And at that point, you may very well see a massive reduction in healthcare costs. That could be right mm-hmm. around the corner. I mean, like the one of these is on the market currently. They just they they just sixty minutes ran a report on it this weekend. Uh, it's called WeGovi, but they they just yeah I saw that just just mm-hmm. this week announced they finally have it back at like full dosage for people to start because it had been on the market for a while, but they didn't. They had all sorts of supply issues. Don't and they? I think they. Ex- this is the drug, if I'm not mistaken, that they expect to become the biggest seller of all time. Biggest seller because of all time because it's so successful so far at at uh, helping people lose weight. Yep. And it, there's another one. Uh, so that one is Novo Nordisk. It's a company in uh, in in, Nor- in Norway, I think. Um, but they uh, they are on the market already. There's another one from Eli Lilly called Munjaro, which is now available for people who have diabetes. Uh, however. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is going to be on the market for weight loss probably later this year under probably another brand name. Um, but like this stuff's here. It's like yeah. here now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously some people don't like the idea of a weight loss drug. It's been sort of, uh, you know, diet pills have been sort of, uh, you know, shunned as negatives. Ever since Fen Fen. Fen Fen and, and previous things before. Which, like, this one killed like zero Almost people. nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and they pulled it off the market anyway. But these are much more effective than those old drugs. And yeah. this is also, yeah. in, it's an injection currently. But I think they're working on a pill version as well. Amazing. Incredible. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome back. Uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. You can uh, check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, immediately preceding this one live uh, every morning, 6 to 8 central time. Uh, anytime you want, as far as a podcast is concerned, you can also get uh, Stu Does America yeah, you're, live. Yep, that's true. Uh, at what time is Eastern that? Eastern on Blaze TV, okay. but also mm-hmm. available anytime on podcast or YouTube. And our, uh, I know your show comes back tomorrow, right? Yes. Uh, for the first show of the of the year. Mine yep. comes back tonight. I mean, I, 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 I don't know if work ethic is at play there. I don't know why my show 
It's coming back a day earlier than yours. But like, I guess that's what it would stupidity? be. Right? Yeah. The, you, yeah. stupi- okay. oh, stupidity. Okay, stupidity. Okay. Okay. That's another good answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that uh, my show <laughs> comes back uh, tonight. So check out new episodes. Uh, we're on uh, every day during the week. So check those out. And Glenn will be back uh, manning this microphone uh, tomorrow. I'm excited to hear. Glenn, apparently, is, is it true he's in Florida right yes, now? Yes, he's in Florida right now. Uh, at noon today, Ron DeSantis is sworn in. And I believe he'll be there when that happens. I'll be interested to hear. So, yeah, the, you'll be able to hear all about that tomorrow. Yeah. And of course, Glenn always has many, many good stories yes. from his vacation times. So looking forward to that and his take on all the events. Uh, but Pat, was a lot of fun doing the show fun. the last couple of days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, check out uh, the podcast as well of this program. Make sure to subscribe and rate and review. We do appreciate it when you do that. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program.